Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a master mindset coach and success strategist for entrepreneurial babes just like you. I absolutely love helping you up-level your life, your business, your finances, and helping you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that you want. It is my duty and obsession to give you the tools, the resources, strategies, and teachings you need to manifest the reality of your wildest dreams. Think of this podcast as your daily dose of personal development to maximize your impact, your influence, and your income. If you're ready to get your ass kicked to the next level, then you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now let's begin. If you've been wanting to master the art of manifesting money and cultivate a lighter, more enjoyable, more feminine, and dare I say, pleasurable approach to creating more money in your life, look no further because Sovereign Money is about to relaunch in just a couple of days. In fact, it opens up on Monday, May 20th, which is literally just around the corner. And this launch, I am doing something that I've never done before for everyone who gets on the wait list. I am giving you $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign Money, and I'm opening the doors one day early with that $100 off special. This is only available to those who get on the wait list before Sunday the 19th, and it will expire once we launch to the public on May 20th. Don't wait. You can get on the wait list right now by going to manifestationbabe.com slash SM. That's S as in sovereign, M as in money. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash SM for that $100 off of your enrollment into sovereign money. Hey, gorgeous souls. It is Catherine from manifestationbabe.com. And I wanted to record a super super exciting. What am I doing? Hold on. Sorry, you guys. No. Okay, perfect. (laughs) I wanted to record a super exciting podcast episode that I'm also live streaming at the same time. Um, For some reason, I don't think, no, never mind. Sorry. For those of you who are listening on the podcast, you're literally listening to me um, setting up my, my clicking all my buttons, making sure that I'm streaming to Facebook, streaming to Instagram and streaming to my microphone all at once. Um, I hope you guys are having a fantastic, fantastic Monday. I had the craziest week of my life this last week. Um, and not crazy as in a bad way or crazy as in like literally crazy, but it's just been an emotional roller coaster. Um, and more than anything, it was just one high after another after another where um, I did a live stream on Friday, just a uh, Q&A on my social media. And I was telling everyone who were watching that like my heart has been racing for five days straight. I can't sleep. Um, I just have butterflies in my stomach and I got sick out of nowhere. And so it was like the universe was calling me to up level. I was finally making one of the biggest 
um, up levels more so materialistically in my life ever in a way that I could be inspired in a way that I could finally fulfill one of my biggest dreams. Um, and you know, it's really cool to just think that one of the phrases that got me through the worst of times is the best is yet to come. And when I was feeling my lowest, I would always tell myself the best is yet to come because your best memories, your best moments, your best manifestations, your best laughs, your best relationships, your best friendships, your best everything, best business, best clients is still yet to come. And in a place where I am feeling so high um, and also in the past, whenever I would have these ups, I would tell myself, this is so freaking cool. And what's even more amazing is that the best is yet to come, which is even crazier. Something I was teaching in MBA last week was that, you know, for those of you who loved the subconscious mind episode, um, one thing I left out that I taught in MBA that I um, uh, talked about in a little bit more depth, but basically that the subconscious mind is programmed to seek more and more and more desires. So whenever you hit a goal, you're immediately inspired to hit the next one, hit the next one, hit the next one. That's why, um, you know, people with very limited mindsets would be like, when is enough enough? You know, isn't the money already enough? Isn't the RA enough? Isn't the, um, the house enough? And our subconscious minds are actually driven by our soul's desire to keep expanding and keep going. But the key is that you must celebrate your success. Right. If you don't celebrate, you don't close a loop. And that's something that I teach my clients is that when you set a goal and you're just about to hit it and then you expand your goal and make it bigger to where you never actually complete a goal, that's going to drive you crazy. And your subconscious mind is always going to look at you as a failure and always, always going to look at you like, um, okay, are you ever going to hit your goals, right? Like you're driving me crazy. Let's do this. And if you don't reward yourself, then you never really, um, stop and smell the roses. Now, for those of you who do follow me on social media, you probably already know by this moment that I manifested the thing that was on my vision board since I was 16 years old, because the Audi R8, is a car that Brenna and I finally upgraded our Jetta to, um, upgraded from our Jetta. And that car has been out, I think, since 2007, 2008, which is right around the time when The Secret came out, which is right around the time where I learned um, about visualization, where I learned about vision boarding. And so this thing has been on my vision board for as long as I can remember. So if you ask me, what is the thing that's been on my vision board the longest that I've manifested? <laughs> it's probably my car. Um, I wanted to share, I have actually two lessons, two important lessons that apply to you, whether you like cars or not. Um, two lessons that apply in all areas of life um, that I think are just so important to share that I really learned in the last week of my life. But before then, I just want to share with you this hilarious story of how I actually manifested the Audi R8, um, how it's been a process, really going back to, again, you know, from my grandma's couch and how, um, what the R8 meant to me at that time in my life and the, pro you know, the progression and just kind of like, exactly, you know, practical. I want to give you some practicalities of what I did um, to go from the girl who visualized driving the R8 to actually driving it off the lot. Um, and then I want to share with you a couple of like interesting, you know, funny lessons that I learned going from dealership to dealership all around uh, Los Angeles. And then I'll share the lessons. So this is going to be a really good episode. Now, 
this is my dream car. And I remember when it first came out, I made this decision. Like I decided. And when you decide on something, you are giving your subconscious mind an order. So I remember for as long as I could remember, even when I was 16 years old and didn't even have my first car yet, right? Let alone, uh, let alone the R8. I made a decision that one day this is the car I'm going to drive. I don't care how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. At this moment in my life, I had, I had, you know, I didn't choose an age or anything. It wasn't like, you know, in my 30s, in my 40s, in my 20s. Um, I just knew I had this decision made. And I would always visualize, visualize, visualize. I remember for the last two years, any time I'd be driving, and especially in the last like six months, really, Anytime I would be driving my white Jetta from college, I would literally, like, my um, eyes would literally transform the Volkswagen sign to the four rings of an R8. And I would see, this is something that I didn't know. I didn't know that the steering wheel actually has an R and an A at the very bottom. So that was a cool addition. I didn't see that before, which shows you that you don't have to be perfect. It's cool to go out and get the details, right? They say, if you want a car, go test drive it. But this is a funny story about the R8. Um, And, you know, visualize an exact detail. But the thing is, you guys, is that I didn't even know this much detail. I just saw the four rings and I told my subconscious, hey, I am driving an R8 when I visualize this. And so when I'm driving through the canyons, when I'm going to work, when I'm coming home, um, when I'm driving to Vegas or just anywhere where I am physically driving a car, in my mind, I'm already driving an R8. And you know, the um, if you've listened to my podcast episode on you know the evening routine that I do every single night before I go to sleep, I lull myself to sleep with a visualization. And so I see myself having already manifested something that I'm currently manifesting. Um, Or I'll look at my vision board and just kind of meditate on those pictures as I fall asleep. Um, In the last six months, I would be driving through the canyons in an R8. Like that was my visualization on a consistent basis. And it just felt so real. You guys, at some point, it feels so real that you don't even need it right? I had zero desire to up-level my car, to upgrade my car. Um, I've been talking about how Brennan and I live in a studio. We drive a Jetta. We have a successful um, seven-figure business, and we love to travel the world. We just have no desire to be flashy with the things that we have at home. Um, And so it was never anything that I was, because it felt like I already had it, I had no desire to go out and, you know, show the world or um, make some sort of point and it didn't make any logical sense either because we've been traveling the world for so much the last nine months we've only been home like two to three days at a time um and so to you know go out and upgrade the car that just doesn't make any sense we wouldn't even be enjoying it um and so what was i gonna say hold on Okay, yeah, so while I am driving my Jetta, I feel like I already have this already. It is already real. I have so much certainty. I have no attachment to it. I have no attachment to the outcome. Um, I'm just enjoying life, and I'm enjoying every single day. Now, on my grandma's couch, this is also what I did two years ago. This is what, what I also did up until now. Now, here's where things shift. So The lesson there that I want to share with you is that visualization is everything, you guys. It is everything. When, whether you are a visual person or not, I also want to remind you that 
Um, some of us are more visual than others. And so visualization is all about getting to a feeling of certainty, to a feeling of already having it. Some people are kinesthetic, which means that they actually process the world um, more prominently through their feelings. And they like to focus on feelings and they like when they explain things like I had a grip on it, you know, or that feels good. They're more feeling processing. And so um, those, those people are kinesthetic when they visualize, they actually have a hard time seeing pictures, but since visualization is all about the feelings, they just can tap right into the feelings. Um, and so how would you feel if you were already driving that car? How would you feel if you already had that dream business, the dream clients, whatever it is? And so it's easy for them to tap into feelings. Now, auditory, auditory people, they hear better. They like to process through sounds like that sounds good. Um, and uh, when they close their eyes, they're more able to picture sounds rather than picture images or um, feelings. But those sounds, when they visualize, um, you know, visualize when they close their eyes and they hear the congratulations or, oh, my God, you did it. That's what inspires them. That's what uh, brings that's what evokes those feelings of already having. And so for auditory people, that's what they can do. And then visual people, they see um, visualizations, right? So visualization is key no matter how you do it. I don't believe there's a right or wrong way. If you're stressed out when you're visualizing, you're not doing it right. So you make sure you're coming from a place of fun and fun. And there's really cool tools out there. I remember, I haven't done this in a while. I obviously love vision boards because it creates a nice picture for my visualization. So something you can do is you can, and I'm looking to the side right now because I'm looking at my vision board. It's the background of my computer. It's the background of my phone, my iPad, every, everything. Um, and so I will actually hop into a picture. So I see there's a picture of, um, actually there's an R, a white RA on here. So I would jump into that picture and I would, you know, focus one thing at a time. So right now I'm driving the car and then I have a private jet on here as well. So then I would jump into the picture and then focus on my private jet. What does my private jet look like? What does it feel like? Uh, where am I going? Just as many visualizations as I can come up from there. And then there are things called, um, I think there's, I think it's a website called Mind Movies where you can uh, take pictures and upload them onto this platform and add background music and, and add affirmations and wording and stuff. And it just, you push play and for like two to three minutes long, um, there's just a, it's called like your movie, like it's the movie of your life. And then you can also script. So if you're someone who likes to process via words, um, script your life as if you've already had it. Okay. Um, write it down as if it's a movie, like write it, write the, the script of your life as if it's already done and you're writing it from the future. You know, what time are you waking up? Who are you waking up with? What are you doing? What does it feel like? Um, and all that jazz. So visualization is key and it's one of the ways because your subconscious mind is so playful. It's only seven years old. So of course it like, it likes pictures, it likes stories, it likes music, it likes all the stuff that kids like, right? Um, and as playful as you can be with it, that's key to manifesting all of your desires. So if you ask me how I manifested this car, it's by knowing that I already had it and seeing myself from all different angles. A little tip that I can give you is um, see it from your own eyes. So if you were to visualize driving your dream car, see it via your own eyes and then take yourself out of the picture and pretend you're sitting in the passenger seat 
watching yourself drive the car because then your subconscious mind links that you are involved in this picture because what ends up happening is when you're only looking through your own eyes, your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. And so by seeing it as if it's, you know, because it's imagined technically, but your subconscious mind might think that it's real because it doesn't know the difference. And so when it sees it through your own eyes, um, what ends up happening is that it thinks it's already done. And when it thinks the work is already done, it actually stops the manifestation process. So something that you can do is to take yourself out of the picture. And this is what I learned from my NLP training. So take yourself out of the picture, third person perspective, see the back of your head or the side of your face, you know, as best as you can. Again, this is supposed to be fun and inspiring, not stressful. Um, and then see yourself um, and your subconscious mind links that you are actually involved in this picture. And unless you are involved in this picture, then it hasn't, ha it hasn't finished, right? It's a, an unfinished product. And so your subconscious mind is constantly um, on this journey of searching, searching, seeking, seeking, bringing everything, bringing the people, the events, the circumstances, everything that is involved with actually making it happen. So those are all my visualization tips, tricks, techniques, everything that you need to know so that you guys can get started too. If I've in any way, shape or form inspired you um, to really crank up your manifesting and really crank up your visualizing, this is all you need to know. Uh, okay, so let's carry on into the story. Last week, um, after my MBA launch, I randomly, the Friday before I taught module one, out of nowhere, um, I get a lot of my guidance out of like this deep knowing and I also hear, so I guess I'm also clear audience if you would, if you want to call me that. So I just got this like guidance where all of a sudden I saw it very clearly, like me driving the car. And immediately I knew that the second I would get the car, the second it would be in my reality, um, I would be inspired on a whole nother level. And I heard out of nowhere this message saying, go get the R8 and I'll deliver you your next steps. Like I will deliver you the guidance. I will give you, you know, that next idea, that next whatever it is. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, Brennan is going to kill me because we agreed. Um, we've always had this plan and the plan is still in place uh, of where we are going to majorly, majorly invest most of our money um, so that we can basically be set for life by the time I'm 30. And, um, and so to him, like, you know, when I said, oh my God, we need, you know, let's go get an RA. I think it's time. Like, let's go upgrade the Jetta. I thought he was going to freak out and I was like, how in the world am I going to bring this up to him? Like, how am I going to, how am I going to say this to him? And I remember looking up on, and also one more thing I wanted to mention, Brenda and I actually never intended on purchasing a car either because we don't want to be tied into anything. Um, we don't want to purchase a depreciating asset and we also don't want to be tied into something um, for longer than like two to three years. So my vision has always been constant car upgrades, right? So we actually leased it. Now, even leasing it is not cheap. And even leasing it is a huge up level. And even leasing it, 
um, taught me so many incredible lessons and also um, brought up a lot of loops that I needed to jump through. So it was a very interesting process. So I remember going on AudiUSA.com, playing around with the numbers. You know, if I put this much down, what is the monthly payment going to be? If I put that much down, what is it going to be? And if I put that much down, what, what is it going to be? And the numbers I was playing with was so aligned. Like it was, it looked so easy. It looked so effortless. I was like, I can easily afford this. This is awesome. This is so cool. Like, holy crap. Like this actually is going to work. And because we are, even though we're leaving for most of July, um, we're actually going to be back in LA in August. There's time in September, pretty much up until our wedding, we're going to have longer periods at home. And so I was like, oh my God, we can actually drive it. We can have fun. And again, my intuition, my my um, guidance, my spirit guides, whatever you want to call them, were literally like, you need the car. It's it's your turn. Like, it's your chance. It's your opportunity. Um, you know, the I will deliver you your next steps. That's just the message I kept getting. So I was like, oh, my God, Brennan, we need it. We need it. And so, of course, Brennan and I, um, we had some good conversations and eventually um, I was like, OK, let's just go to the dealership and let's just test drive it because this has been my dream car for a really long time. And I have no idea what it how it even drives. Like, I just I have no idea. Like, what if I hate it? Right. So um, we were like, OK, let's go to the Audi dealership because it was Sunday um, and they closed in like a couple hours. We decided to go and test drive the R8. Now, here's where things get interesting. And here's where I learned um, a very interesting lesson. But I'll share the lessons at the very end because um, I just want to share with you the story. And I have my notes here so I don't forget the flow. <laughs> so we drive to Calabasas, um, which is a city right past Woodland Hills, which is where I lived for like five to six years. It's at the end of the valley of the San Fernando Valley, if you guys are familiar. We went to Audi Calabasas. And we walked in, literally pull up in my Jetta. Um, Brennan is wearing flip-flops and jeans, and I'm wearing workout clothes. And um, I'm wearing one of my like older purses. And we're just like, I don't know, we just look like how we look like on a typical day that we decided to go grocery shopping and go have brunch. And this is post-MBA launch, and I was exhausted, of course. I taught it um, the Saturday, and then on Sundays when we went to the dealership. And I was just like, we're just being ourselves. And we walk into the dealership and, you know, the sales guys are kind of looking at us a little bit weird. Um, not a little bit weird, but a little bit apprehensive just because um, who knows why. And I remember we're like, OK, can we speak to a salesperson? And they're like, you can see that he like walks into the back office. And he's like, anyone want to help them out? And they're all like kind of like. They kind of all had that this like um, meh, you know, look in their face. And finally, this guy like hesitatingly walks out and I'm like, oh, my God, if they only knew what kind of sale they can get out of us, like they would be acting differently. But of course, no, they're totally judging us. They're totally judging and thinking that we're just some kids. And so he walks up to us and I'm literally like, hi, I'm here for the R8. And he's just like, well, it's here. And he's like pointing at it because I'm standing right next to him. I'm like, no, I mean, literally, like I'm here to get an R8. And he was just like, um, I'm like, can I test drive it? Because I want to, you know, make sure I like it before. And he's like, well, we don't just give everyone a test drive. Um, you have to be approved and you have to prove that you can you can afford it. And I was like, I can afford it. Can I test drive it? And he's like, well, we have to like walk up. Uh, we have to sit down and look at your financials and blah, 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 and look at your credit and do a credit check and stuff like that. And I was like, 
All right, let's do it. And so Brenda and I are just getting like a very like low vibe experience. And um, it was just very, very interesting. And so um, this is where my first lesson comes in, but I won't share it yet. So anyway, we're sitting at the, the computer, blah, 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 blah. He's crunching numbers. And we run into our first problem as an entrepreneur. So as entrepreneurs, especially for someone, actually, backtrack real quick. The Friday before we did this, the Friday before MBA started and the Friday before we went to the dealership, PayPal calls us, okay? PayPal calls us because apparently I broke their algorithm and their security team uh, called Brennan and was basically like, hey, congratulations on your sales, um, and but you've already made what you made last month today on, and it's only June 1st because they don't, I guess, understand what a launch is and that a lot of sales come in in a short amount of time, you know, especially during a launch. And basically start questioning, like, uh, you know, what is our business? What is the product that we're selling? You know, is this, you know, um, not if it's legal, but they were just super, like, apprehensive and super just, uh, just like, questioning us and, um, you know, asking us how our business model works and all this stuff. And I'm like, are you serious right now? Um, long story short, that was a night that we met up with one of our employees and we're just kind of laughing. Like, that's kind of goals. Like, when you break PayPal and the security team has to uh, call, that's kind of goals. That's kind of baller status. Okay, so we had a good laugh about it. And it was funny because as we're sitting in this Audi deal, dealership, I felt like all of a sudden, you know, I'll share the lesson. You're going to be judged no matter what. And what I mean by this is that my entire journey of building my business was dealing with the judgments of my family, dealing with the judgments of friends, dealing with the judgments of strangers being like, who does she think she is? Oh, that's so cute. She thinks she's like starting this business. And oh, that's so cute. Do you actually even make money? Um, how do you expect to make money online? And it was like, you know, a whole two-year journey of dealing with judgments around who do you think you are? And then when I finally, you know, I wouldn't say, I never like to call myself as like, I made it. It's just like, I'm more successful. I'm, I'm the more successful version of myself. Uh, business is going well, knock on wood. And so now it's like, I'm being judged for like, who the hell do you think you are? And now I'm trying to prove that I have success to, especially to people who don't understand online business. They don't understand this business model. They don't understand, um, that I can be 25 years old and totally afford an R8 because it's not an everyday thing. And just, it's so funny because so many of us get held back. Um, you know, you're going to get judged when you're broke. You're going to get judged when you're rich. You're going to get judged when you're sad. You're going to be judged when you're happy. And so no matter what, you're going to get judged. It just depends on, are you going to be judged while you are holding yourself back from living your dream life? Or are you going to be judged um, when you are living your dream life? And I personally would much rather be living my dream life and being judged because I know that I'm, I'm going to be judged no matter what. So it's so funny because like Brendan and I are having like this weekend of like proving like, yes, like we have an actual business and they're like Googling manifestation, babe. And they're like Googling. I see them on the computer, like looking us up and making sure we're legit um, and totally just not believing us. It's so funny. Long story short, they did a credit check. Um, so because I wanted to test drive the freaking car and we're sitting there for about two hours. 
and they realize that my credit is really good. Um, in fact, I have amazing credit because I am, you know, I've done a lot of work around my Rich Bay process and how I handle money, um, and I pay all my um, credit cards off and all this stuff, but my credit hasn't been around long enough, right? So I've only been building credit for three years and I've never, uh, I've been driving the same Jetta for six years and Brennan and I don't own a home. So our record, and especially when they're like, okay, so how long has this business been around? We're like two years. Uh, they're like, you know, uh, what's two years? Because to them, you know, most people come in having work uh, working for companies that have been around for like 10, 20, 30, 40 years. So of course that's more of a sustainable business, but we just look like, um, you know, we just look like these one hit wonders or just like these unicorns that popped out of nowhere. So they were like, okay, you guys are going to either have to buy the car, which we could, we honestly could buy the car. Um, but that's, that's not what we wanted to do. That was their choice that we wanted to lease it because we want to have fun. We want to play around. We want them to be responsible for maintenance. They want, we want them to be responsible for oil changes and tires and all the stuff. We got a bunch of premium insurances where if we have any dents, scratches, um, up to a certain size, they take care of it. Our tires can, you know, if a nail hits my tires, God forbid you know it's handled it's taken care of free car washes every single week once a week I wanted all those things that all the benefits of um, having a lease instead of just buying a car and making it all my responsibility and also when the three years are up because we did a three-year lease I want to be able to get the next model R8 which I heard that they're actually stopping production after 2020 so I'm really happy that I have it now but who knows I want the next car and then in two to three years I want a new car I don't want to deal with like selling it or anything like that so um, we're like no we're not going to buy the car that's like out of the you know that's not an option um, or they're like you're going to have to find a co-signer and Brendan and I are looking at each other like who the hell is going to co like this is ridiculous that I need a co-signer one and two who is going to co-sign my Audi R8 and so Brent and I are kind of like, okay, this is, let's just take this as a funny, that one funny day we tried to go get an R8, um, you know, at, at where we are in our business, at our age, let's just, let's just treat this as a funny story. Like this is going to be a funny podcast or a funny live stream. So we drove down to Porsche um, in Woodland Hills and we started looking at the Porsche Cayennes because that was going to be my next kind of, that was going to be like my next upgrade after a Jetta. Uh, we, I guess that day I just decided to skip the Porsche Cayenne, but that was one of my next cars. I really like the Porsche Cayenne. Um, and we started looking at the Porsche Cayennes and Macans and Porsche, of course, we told them what happened at Audi. Uh, Porsche was, of course, again, we walk in, they're apprehensive to help us. They are hesitant. They're like looking at us like, you know, who are you? What are you guys doing here? Oh, we're just a bunch of kids. No one's taking us seriously. So of course you're going to get judged no matter what, you know, like you're, uh, people are always going to have their opinion of you and you just cannot live your life worrying about people's opinions. Because I promise you, even when you're successful, you guys might look at me and be like, oh, you know, Catherine Zakina built this, blah, 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 blah. But I'm still running into people who don't take me seriously. So it's kind of funny. Um, anyway, the guy at Porsche was very, very helpful. He was like, okay, the financial office is closed. So um, we're going to call you tomorrow. And then you guys can come in and get your car as soon as we approve you. So we're like, okay. So we wanted to do something, you know, without a co-signer. And I'm having a conversation with my parents that night. 
And we were telling them the funny story of how we tried to get an R8. Um, and my parents were like, why didn't you guys get the R8? Like, why are you settling for the Porsche Cayenne? And I was like, in my head, I'm like, what? Settling what? And my mom is like, you, this is your dream car. It's been on your vision board. I literally, in your bedroom, I'd walk in, I'd see an RA on your vision board. I just know that that's your car. Every time I, I would walk, my mom drives an A7 and uh, she got about three years ago. And I remember going with my stepdad back when I still lived at home and I um, was just graduating college. I think it was in my last year. And my stepdad and I walked uh, walked up to an R8 and we both sat inside it together. Uh, and I told him, like, Brennan, this, uh, Brennan, Zima, this is the car that I'm, I'm going to be driving. This is my car. And we were just kind of laughing, um, laughing, enjoying ourselves. And my stepdad was like, yeah, I'm so excited for you. I can't wait. And so um, we're talking to my parents and my parents are like, no, like you're not, uh, uh-uh. you're not getting the Porsche Cayenne. It's either RA or nothing. Like you're getting your, you uh, preach living your dream life. You preach um, manifesting your dreams, Catherine. Like this is the definition of everything that you've ever uh, taught, practiced yourself. Like this is everything. You're getting an RA. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, my parent, like hearing my parents say this was so interesting because two years ago, my parents were just like a little like, oh, Catherine is like, you know, and and they felt so bad for me. My parents offered me to move back home with them when I was living on my grandma's couch. They're like, Catherine, you're living on your grandma's couch. Um, You have nowhere else to go. Just move back up, move back in home. You know, they were just so worried about me. Um, and especially like a couple months before that, they were just giving me such a hard time because they didn't understand what I was doing. You know, when people, a lot of people judge you and a lot of people have their opinions of you just because they don't understand. They're not walking in your shoes. They don't have your vision. They don't have your belief system. They don't have your filters. They don't see the way um, that you see the world. And that is okay. So as soon as you understand that, you're able to let go of other people's opinions. And I was always able to gently excuse my parents and be like, all right, you guys, you know, I love you too. I understand it's a little far out there, blah, blah, blah. And so for my parents to be like, no, Catherine, you're getting the RA. And they were like, if you need a co-signer, obviously you're the one paying for it um, uh, and promise to be you know, financially responsible. Don't bring our credit down with yours. And I'm like, guys, like this is this is so um, this just makes sense. And obviously I'm financially responsible, blah, 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 blah. Like this is actually really I told them about the payments, the down payment was pretty much the size of um, a lower Audi model. So it was kind of a big chunk that I had to put down. So I was like, all right, but it still felt easy. It still felt aligned. It still made sense. And then I told them monthly payments. They're like, oh yeah, that's no problem, blah, 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 blah. Um, And then, so anyway, next day, Brennan and I go to another Audi dealership. We go to Audi Beverly Hills. And again, we're walking through Audi Beverly Hills this time we made an appointment and we told them what happened at Calabasas. We're like basically updated them on the story, told them we have a co-signer ready to get an RA. And of course we walk in and they're looking at us like, who are these kids, right? They were like, who do you think you are? Um, and just they were so not sure about this. They were so skeptical of us. That's the word I'm looking for. They're just so skeptical of us. And it's so funny because I'm sitting there like impatiently being like, all right, like, okay, look at our credit. And then, um, you know, give me whatever I need to sign. You know, what's the next step? Let me go test drive it. 
long story short, after going back and forth with a couple people, and it's funny because we would walk into a dealership and they would automatically, especially the people who didn't know us, like the, um, uh, the people who were not helping us the day before, because we walked into this dealership three times, um, the Beverly Hills one. They were uh, looking at us, like trying to guide us towards, you know, certain cars like, oh, are you what are you guys here to look at? And we're like, oh, we're here for the R8. And they're always like, OK, you know, just just so it was such a funny, interesting experience. But anyway, so the next day, by the end of the night, they were like, OK, guys, um, you know, finally the vibe switched. And it was so funny to watch them go from not taking us seriously to being like, oh shit, like they're serious. Um, it was just so funny to watch that kind of state shift that would go through them. Long story short, they were like, okay, here's the down, we can do it for this down payment because we're still, you know, uh, going from a Jetta to an R8 is unheard of. Like no one goes from a Jetta, especially a 2012 basic Jetta to an out a brand new Audi R8. Like nobody does that. And they're like, do you even know this car? And I'm like looking at it guys, when I sat down in it, um, when I saw the one that I'm driving right now with the red stripe on it, the red interior, when I sat in it, I saw on the passenger side, it had 999 on it. It said one of 999. I looked at 999 and instantly that inner knowing was like, this is your car. This is the car. You're taking it home. Um, you got this. And I just felt this like wave of peace overcome me. So any question, of course, we got question like, what do you guys do? I saw them again, Googling our business, looking us up, being like, who are these kids? And finally, the financial office were like, okay, we'll do it for this down payment, but we have to see their bank statements. And so we went home, we sent them a PDF server bank statements. What it was also really funny, you guys, is on the application, it asked for your monthly income. And so I wrote down our monthly income. Um, and when we handed it back to them, they're like, no, we mean your monthly income. And I was like, this is my monthly income. And they're just like, I, I just remember this very quiet wow came out of one of their mouths. And that immediately made me feel really good. I'm like, guys, like we can do this. So um, anyway, we sent them our bank statements. We went back in the next day. I finally test drove it. And this was this, the car that I'm driving right now, the Audi R8, it's not just an Audi R8. It's an RWS, which means real rear wheel series, which also means rear wheel drive. So it's literally built to be a race car. <laughs> And Audi is famous for being quattro, like four-wheel drive. And so the fact that it's rear-wheel drive is very rare. There's only 999 models in the entire world. After that, they stopped production. Um, there's only 300 of them in the United States. And surprisingly, um, I got the Beverly Hills dealership, got the very first one to be in the United States. So that's the car that I'm driving, right? Which brings me to my next lesson, which I'll share at the end. Um... Uh, my next like insight slash lesson of things I've learned manifesting my R8. So we come the next day and I'm like, okay, will you let me test drive it? You know, all this work, you guys, I have not slept. I'm so excited. I feel like I'm on the edge of my seat. I feel like I'm one step away from having this thing and they're like not giving it to me. And I'm just like, oh my God, like this is so crazy. And of course, Brennan and I are upper limiting like crazy. We are having more fights than usual. We're snapping at each other for no reason because his ego's freaking out. My ego's freaking out. 
of course, anytime you up level, your ego is going to try to bring you down because it's a little too hot for your ego at the next level. And so it's going to keep trying to bring you down. So I am like my resting heart rate. I have an Apple watch um, and my resting heart rate at night is a, uh, over 100 beats per minute, which is very, very high. I can't fall asleep uh, before 2 a.m. So I had, I had to take NyQuil. I got sick. Like I was just on this like this energy of sitting on the edge and just being like, oh my God, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? And it's like the biggest, coolest thing that I've ever manifested. I'm like, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Um, and so, you know, where, where was I taking this? Oh yeah. So finally we, I test drive it. Um, and there was like a price thing. They marked up the price by like 30 grand because it's limited edition and it's actually an appreciating car. So when, because we're stopping R8 production and because there's only 999 models of the car that I have, um, they were like, guys, like if you decide to buy this car when the lease is up, it's probably a really good idea because it's actually going to be worth more after, um, you, you know, afterwards in three, four, five years than it is when you first bought it. So we're like, okay, that's something to think about. It's really cool. Um, so finally they let me test drive it. It's now Tuesday, uh, 48 hours after I walked into the Calabasas dealership and I'm like, what if I hate it? Like what it like all this work, no sleep, headache. I literally have a freaking headache by now. Um, and I hate it. And so I get in the car and of course, like he's pulling out the RA and you know, like it's always indoors, like they always keep it indoors. And I'm always wondering how they bring it indoors. Like how do you park the car inside the building? And of course we start moving all these cars and then he, you know, our guy, our sales manager, who's actually really, really cool, um, finally drives it out. And everyone, of course, everyone is like staring and everyone's staring like me walking into it, you know, like this young looking little girl. Um, and I walk into the RA, Brennan's license expired actually. Uh, so he couldn't drive it at that time. He couldn't test drive it. So it was just on me. And I get in the car and I drive it around the block and it's like smooth as butter. So delicious. So amazing. Um, everything that I imagined, but even better. And I was like, oh shit, like this is like, we have to bring this home. Like we have to. We got to sign the papers and Brennan and I were going into the negotiation process knowing that we have to be ready to walk out. Like if they're not willing to go to where we want to go, um, we have to be, you know, we have to keep the ball in our court and we have to walk out um, and be ready for that. And so I was like, fuck, I really want this car. I love it. And it has 999 on it. Like this is perfect. This is my car. Um, and so I drive around the block and Brennan can just see it on my face like, oh shit, she's in love. And we walk into the room, of course, and they think we're going to go sign the paper for it. And Brendan's like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. We need to bring the price down a little bit. So conversation back and forth, conversation back and forth. Finally, we, Brendan gets to this number. The guy walks out. He's like, I need to make a phone call. Um, then he returns and immediately is like, congratulations, you guys, and shakes her hand. Then we go to the financial office or whatever, go sign a bunch of papers then this is where the next waiting process happens because I needed a co-signer who was my stepdad. Um, they had to fly the papers up to Washington State. He had to sign them. It had to be notarized. And then they had to FedEx the papers back. And only then could I pick up my car. And so even though I signed for my car on Tuesday, I basically was like, couldn't tell anyone, was super silent about it till Friday. And of course, on Friday, I told all my family and friends, I just kept it a secret from you guys because I wanted to just enjoy the car. And I was just so like, 
I, w- I got so sick by Friday. Thankfully, by Saturday, I already got over the illness. Um, but just like I was fevering up, my body just shut down. I couldn't even fully enjoy it on Friday when I finally picked up, but I still did. And so finally, they gave us a call and I was like, oh my God, this is happening. We went in, we picked it up. They showed us all the interior, all the cool buttons. And it's, of course, the, the whole dashboard is a computer. So everything's computerized. It's really cool. It syncs, it has a, a CarPlay, which is like the Apple version of, um, it, it's basically like the uh, an Apple thing. And it syncs beautifully and you can text, you can use the GPS. I mean, like this is like beyond my, my Jetta. Um, and finally we drive it off. And I had this vision, you guys, I had this visualization back on my grandma's couch that I am driving, not even an R8, a white S5, because at that time in my life, I was practicing um, the, you know, growing my manifesting muscle. So I was practicing manifesting in level. So I remember my like next level as high as I can imagine right now, as believable as I can get as a white S5. And I had this vision of me driving like with one hand or no, what my left hand up, my right hand having an iced cup of coffee, or maybe it was switched. I don't remember. Not important. So I remember having like an iced Starbucks coffee. I just picked up Brennan from the airport because again, you guys, when um, I first started living on my grandma's couch, Brennan still didn't. Um, someone quickly asked, why would they need a co-signer if you make so much? Uh, is your dad a millionaire too? Actually, he is not. But because my parents have a really long history of leasing cars, buying homes, all this stuff, they were more reliable in the sense of um, having, you know, the the history of being able to make payments and being able to pay off loans. For me, my credit history is only three years, uh, three years, uh, three years uh, old, even though I can totally afford it. Anyway, so I just thought that would be clear because I know that there's going to be a lot of questions. I know it's crazy. It's weird. Um, it's totally a lesson I learned as an entrepreneur that us entrepreneurs don't think about credit. We don't think about building a credit. We don't think about these things. And of course, you can pay for things in cash. But when it sometimes it makes more sense, um, you know, if there's if there's things that make sense where you it requires like your credit to make it happen um, and then you don't have a credit history because you've been paying with everything for cash with cash or um you haven't really been using credit cards or whatever then you know you're shit out of luck no one takes you seriously even if you're a millionaire so cool interesting lessons that i learned um anyway so brennan and i are driving oh yeah my vision of pacific coast highway brennan and i were not uh living in la together yet Uh, i moved first and then he moved about six weeks later. So I remember like, I, and Brennan had no plans of moving to LA at this time. So my visualization at this time was I'd go from LAX, I'd pick up Brennan, we drive down PCH because somehow I would, I don't know, I, I still use a GPS to get around LA. But anyway, I saw it all connected and I had the song Fast Car on and I'm drinking my iced coffee and just enjoying with the windows down, sun out totally loving my life, um, enjoying my life. And that was my visualization. And so as soon as we picked up the R8, we showed my grandparents, uh, my grandparents almost freaked out, flipped their shit. They were so excited. Then we drove to Santa Monica, had a date in Santa Monica. And then we lived out this vision that I had, except in a white R8. And something that I learned, you guys, a lesson that I learned is that it's always, it's always going to be better than you imagined. Because I imagined driving an R8, but I didn't realize that I would have such a rare model. I didn't realize that I would have, I didn't think about the interior, the red interior. I didn't think about how it would feel 
even better than I could ever imagine. Um, and how also to just never give up. And also in your hardest times to not listen to the opinions of others because so many people are going to look at you and being be like, that's unrealistic. That doesn't make sense. That, um, uh, you know, that's, you know, in dream world, you got to have realistic goals. And the thing is, is that you guys need to stay focused on your desires. And if you want some, that's of course, if you want something, right? If you do have desires and if you want something like an Audi R8 or your dream car, whatever it might be, or your dream house or dream relationship, um, it's up to you to stay focused on it and keep visualizing it and keep, um, manifesting it because, when it actually happens, you guys, it's going to be so much better than you could ever imagine. It's going to be amazing and it's going to be magical. And the thing is, is that you're kind of in this place between this is really normal and it doesn't feel like anything, you know, like it feels really cool, but at the same time, it's normal and a balance between holy effing shit this happened. And of course I cried. I had moments of crying. I had moments of um, just laughing uncontrollably and just a, just a wave of emotions and a whole emotional roller coaster. And I was super duper excited. Um, and I was really excited to share with you guys. Um, tomorrow I am leaving to Las Vegas to take Team Manifestation Babe on a retreat to Vegas. I know, um, sounds so work retreat like, but I love Vegas. Vegas is a very high vibe environment for me. And I get to take my, my, um, itty bitty, but mighty team of four to Las Vegas. We're going to do vision boarding. We're going to do, um, all this vision stuff and manifesting stuff for the business, figuring out manifestation, babe, um, figuring out, you know, what I want to be doing, what we can do together, who we might need to hire, where we need help, where we need to up level, what we can be doing better and just really sit down together and just have this, um, very focused. And I've always done this for myself, but I've never done it together with my team. Like I've never had a team to help me create the manifestation bay vision. So I'm super excited for that. And I feel like it's just such a fitting, uh, transition into that because it's like, holy shit, everything, um, you know, the car applies more to my personal life and now I can take all this stuff and carry it on to my business and keep creating success, um, and keep inspiring you guys and keep showing you what's possible. And it really dawned on me because I remember every time I'd see someone achieve their goals or see someone achieve something that they've always wanted to manifest, I always took it as a sign that I am actually directly in um in alignment with my desire because if something is possible for someone else it means it's possible for me too and when it is in my reality even via someone else's life it's still in my reality i'm seeing it with my very eyes which means that i'm actually on the right frequency it's not a direct frequency because otherwise it would have manifested into my life but i'm on the frequency and the last thing that you should ever do in um in that space of seeing it having manifested in your general reality is to get upset or is to get jealous or envious or anything like that because what you end up doing then is repelling it because if you can't be excited for someone else then um you know you won't attract that same excitement same celebration same whatever back into your life 
Um, and that's something that I've been practicing. So uh, I wanted to make a post about that over the weekend. So if you follow me on Instagram or you are in my Facebook group, you'll see it. It's about like, uh, you know, when others manifest what you what you want doesn't mean that you don't deserve it. It doesn't mean that you made a mistake. It doesn't mean that you're sucking at manifesting. It means that you are on the right path. And every time I see, you know, someone else accomplish something huge, like I'm in the seven figure range and now I'm looking up to people in the multiple seven and even eight figure, nine figure, 10 figure range. Um, and when I look at them, I get so excited because I know that if it's possible for people to be at that next level and if it's possible for people to um, having uh, have accomplished, you know, those big things, that means that I can dream even bigger and I can have even bigger. And that's so exciting. But most importantly, you guys, it's uh, important to note that you need to celebrate where you are right now and you need to you need to live this life that you're trying to create, that you're working on creating as if it's already happened. It's like that balance between enjoying where you are right now and also knowing that the best is yet to come. Um, and again, I wanted to remind you before I get off this podcast episode, I really wanted to remind you guys that you cannot be afraid of judgment. You cannot um, hold yourself back from your potential, from giving your gifts, from delivering your message, your information, from inspiring others because you're afraid of other people's opinions or other people's judgments. Because guess what, you guys? Your worst nightmare is true. You're going to get judged. And you're going to get judged no matter what. You're going to get judged of the very thing you're most afraid of doing. And you're also going to get judged of when you've already accomplished all of your desires and goals, there are going to be people that judge you. And it's so interesting because driving this car around Los Angeles, I am now coming across two types of people. There are the people who let me go through and there are the people who purposely try to cut me off. Um, you know, you're going to come across haters. You're also going to come across more people that freaking love you and are inspired by you. And you need that polarity and that polarity keeps you in place. It keeps you in check. It keeps reminding you of what's important in life. So you cannot be afraid of judgment because having experienced judgment when I had nothing and having experienced judgment when I now have these really cool things, you know, I have my success and something to show for it. I still experience judgment. I still experience people's opinions. Um, there's always the unsolicited advice that I get and all these things and blah, 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 blah. And people who don't know you think that they know you. Um, but it's okay. So don't hold yourself back just because you're afraid of judgment. And the number two lesson that I learned from manifesting my R8 is that it's gonna be better than you imagine. So anytime you write out your desires or you have your visualization or you have your intentions, always set the intention of this or something better and never give up because it will be as juicy as you think it'll be. But because the universe is inherently good and it's always delivering things that are for your highest good, it's going to hand you everything on a silver platter and it's going to be so much more delicious and juicier than you can ever freaking imagine. I love you guys so freaking much. I have to start packing for Vegas. I have a book meeting in the morning. I have a client to see before my flight. Um, I am flying to Vegas with my team. Super excited. I wanted to ask you for a favor. If this podcast episode or live stream, um, however you have seen me or heard me talk today, if it inspired you, would you please screenshot it um, and share that with me? You know, tag me on Instagram or maybe send this link to a friend, maybe tag a friend, maybe share my post or just, um, 
carry on the inspiration because the more people that come across my content, the more people that come across uh, my message, the more I'm able to give and the more I'm able to inspire and the more content that will be coming your way. And if, you know, and also um, if this helped you in any way, if this inspired you in any way, I would so appreciate a review via iTunes because that is how my um, podcast gets uh, noticed or gets um, or people come across it on iTunes and it gets rated a bit higher if it has more reviews. So it's so, so appreciate that you guys um, really appreciate you and hope you have an incredible, incredible, incredible week. Love you guys so much. Mwah. Bye. Go manifest your dream life. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up some extra inspiration on Instagram by searching at Manifestation Babe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.